Hi, and welcome to How I Got Back to Exercise with me, Sophie Barlow, where each week I speak to a different guest about their journey getting back to exercise. Along the way, we have got lots of chats and we always get some great tips as well. So thank you so much for coming along. And thank you also to audionautics.com for the fab music. Today, I'm delighted to welcome speech therapist and mum of two, Claire Neves. Claire talks candidly about her journey to regular exercise from a schoolgirl being chased around by her PE teacher through some significant mental health crises to today, where she gives us a very honest account of how she manages to get out and do her weekly 10k, while also occasionally just letting herself have a lounge on her yoga mat. Claire's story is heartfelt, funny, and she is very self-effacing, but there's no hiding the fact that she's been on one very heroic journey. I'm truly grateful she shared her story with us, and I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Thank you so much, Claire, for joining me today on how I got back to exercise. It is really kind of you to come and share your story with us. So you have obviously had a picking up exercise midlife type story. But to begin with, if we start back a little bit at the beginning and just thinking about your time at school and as a child and yeah, where were you at with exercise when you were younger? So I hated all sports at school, basically I hated all competitive sports, it really wasn't my thing at all and I was definitely somebody who did not enjoy PE lessons, I think I probably camped out in the changing rooms a couple of times uh, because I didn't want to go out and I think that was compounded by the fact that I went to a new school when I was 13 which was an all-girls school and they'd all been playing hockey for years and years and I'd never played hockey and so suddenly arrived there and was expected to play hockey and I had no idea and I just found it all really intimidating Um, so I've never really liked a sport to the extent that um, when I was at school in sixth form I got chased down the road by my PE teacher um, for skiving off um, my PE lessons um, and everyone joked that actually that was the most exercise I got all term was running away from my PE teacher who was trying to catch up with me to to give me a detention. So when you were at school was it just that there the was it the exercise that you know you just didn't get on with those particular sports or was it so there wasn't like a variety of exercise or was it literally just the whole the kind of logistics of like getting changed having to do it in in that environment yeah I think I would probably say I'm not somebody who really likes competitive sports because I'm not very good at it and I am somebody that probably in my life is or has been quite competitive so to be in a situation where you're being competitive and actually you're not doing very well I think when I was younger I found that really hard um I did play some tennis when I was younger and and did really enjoy um tennis lessons on on a Saturday morning or like a tennis club um and I really enjoyed swimming as well so I think looking back it was more those kind of 
things that weren't so much team sports that that appealed to me a lot more yeah thank you and so sort of going forward then so going from having absolutely hated sport to I know now you are you know committed you've got great exercise habits where I mean did that kind of just gradually drip drip you you sort of drip gradually over the years did more exercise or was there you know something uh, like a moment that sort of happened that made you think right I just want to make a change and like get fitter I think um in my 20s when I lived in London it was just the done thing to join the gym and get to go to a gym so I used to do that and I think the mentality back then was very much a kind of calories in calories out um equation in everyone's head so you knew if you'd gone out and had quite a big night of drinking then in your head you would go to the gym the next day to burn it all off um or you'd burn it all off the day before you were going out for for a big night and um now I I you know I think that's completely um not the best way to go about things but I kind of went to the gym because that was just a thing that we all did not because I particularly enjoyed it um although I did enjoy some of a couple of the classes that I did um I went to a Pilates class for a little while and really enjoyed that um but it was yeah it wasn't something that was kind of integral to my life I hadn't kind of built it into my habits particularly um and then I I think then kind of after I'd left London and and um, lived back in Leicester, it's always been really, really up and down in terms of my exercise. And I think that that is very tied up and related to my body image or was related to my body image. Um, And also because um, I've gone through episodes of mental health difficulties as well, um, so that my mental health is is steady now. Um, I've had an episode of psychosis when I was 30 um, and then two episodes of postpartum psychosis, which um, is basically where you become psychotic after the birth of a child. So I, you know, had suffered with with those three episodes and they were all, all very severe. Um, but as a side effect to those psychotic episodes, um, my weight absolutely ballooned because of the medication that I was um, that I needed to take, so the antipsychotic medication. Um, and I think that that tied in very much to you know my body image and the fact that I just felt like was it even worth starting to do any exercise? To be honest, because I think when you feel like your weight is so out of control in that way you it it almost seems like a pointless exercise I know now in hindsight that it's not and that actually tiny steps are the way to go forward but I think that it can feel very overwhelming and especially when you have really young children as well to think oh my goodness where do I start I don't I haven't even got any clothes that I could put on that you know gym clothes that fit me to 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 walk out the door to have that confidence to go to a gym or or wherever it may be um so I think I'm just a person that's 
you know, had, you know, it's been really up and down and that I have had times. Um, so, for example, after my first psychotic ex- uh, episode was the first time I did start doing a little bit of running. Um, it wasn't very far at all. I think it was just like one kilometre that I ran um, in a big loop around my house. But I did it every single night and, I, you know, I started to get it, get that habit formed um but yeah it's been quite an emotional journey for me and definitely tied up in body image um in my mood and 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 in relation to my recovery as well so it's definitely not been a a kind of straightforward journey of oh I suddenly realized I needed exercise in my life because I think I've always needed realized that I've needed it but I've always thought that I needed it in terms of reducing my body weight. So it does sound as if you went from a kind of almost transactional relationship with your, you know, exercise and, you know, diet, really, as you were saying, calories in, calories out, Mm. and almost like a very compartmentalised approach to exercise Mm -hmm. obviously that not really working for you particularly and then Mm -hmm. getting Mm -hmm. to the point where actually exercise was just off the cards and then I suppose Mm -hmm. if you're only relating to it in terms of calories in calories out and looking at it really only as a route to weight loss then I can imagine how yeah when you get to the point where your motivation must be really in you know extremely low of course um following a mental health episode um and I'm really pleased you mentioned just briefly about um postpartum psychosis because I was just listening um to a podcast today so we're just right at the end of October and a chat was on talking about a psychotic episode that um that he had had recently and that actually so many new mums had got in touch with him saying Mm -hmm so much for sort of airing it so I just think yeah the more the more we talk about it the better but Mm. yeah just thinking about um yeah I guess so there was a change then that kind of yeah that transactional approach to that yeah just start I guess it must have just been something must have told you right maybe try exercise and then how how did that relationship evolve of your first yeah that first lap around your house so I'd kind of dipped in and out with different exercises you know maybe going swimming for a bit and then not going anymore and maybe going to Zumba for a bit and then not going anymore um but I think it was really when I started to understand more about the impact on my mental health in terms of doing exercise and also that my main driver wasn't about weight reduction that it was about well-being and looking after myself and i think for me that that is definitely that has been key i think the minute that we are able to stop thinking about it in terms of weight and calories and you know calories in calories out I think that the 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 minute that we start to think about it as as our whole selves and our us as a person 
I think then then it really starts to impact. And and once the main driver isn't about weight loss, actually, you know, I found that the weight loss just came as a byproduct of of the exercise and of the other all of the other little lifestyle changes I, I was making. And I think thinking back to you know those times when my children were really little I always felt like I had to do something really big so I couldn't just do a five minute walk or a 10 minute walk that wouldn't count it had to be you know an hour and a half of cardio you know full-on cardio for for in my brain for it to count and I think what I know now is actually you know, it might be a run or it might be just a 10 minute walk to the post box and, and back. And, you know, that's that's done just as much for my mental well-being as, you know, thinking. I think people and, and definitely me could become quite fixed on cardio activity and the fact that, you know, you had to get yourself into a really exhaustive state in order to tick that box to say I've done my exercise today and actually if you think about most of our lives that's just not realistic or or possible and from what I've read of the evidence actually it's not necessary either we don't need to be doing as much you know full-on cardio as as we perhaps think we need to um, or maybe it's cardio, but it's lighter. You know, it's a it's a brisk walk. It's not, um, you know, a hit session five times a week because you're just going to exhaust your body if that's what you're doing, juggling everything else that you have. And have you? So as you have been kind of yeah, getting off that idea of right, it's got I've got to be literally red and hot and sweaty for it mm. to kind of mean anything. Mm. Um, have, I mean that sounds unpleasant <laughs> and obviously like you hated exercise by the sound of it or a lot of it you know when you were mm-hmm. younger mm-hmm. so yeah. it sounds as if you're enjoying it more so was were you surprised to find that so when you were doing you know just doing a bit of exercise um, have you found that you've enjoyed it more now that you've uh, yeah just kind of taken a slightly more kind of kinder approach about it yeah I think so I did think I I ran a 10k last April and to be clear I never ever thought that I would run any further than 5k so to run a a 10k for me was a massive achievement Um, but I did think that the friend my friend that I ran with was actually going to hit me when we were uh, running around and Uh, I said to her, it was a beautiful sunny day. They'd got a band out, like a steel drums band. And it it was just a lovely event. And it round a really beautiful park in Leicester. And I turned to her and I said, oh, I'm actually really enjoying this. Um, And I think at that point she was finding it quite tough. So she, uh, I think she just wanted to lamp me one. (laughs) Um, But yes, I think um, I can't hand on heart say, I really love running. I cannot, I can't say that, but I love the afterglow. I love the feeling that I get after the run. Um, and yeah, all those endorphins and also the longer that you time that I've built up running for, sometimes you get those endorphins during the run as well, which is really nice. Um, I love the sociable aspect of running. 
Um, do I love running per se? It, it's a really weird one because I think probably about the first three years I've done it, I would say, no, I don't really love running. But now I get, I'm getting to the point where I really do. And even recently when we were on holiday in Spain, um, just getting up before as the sun was rising and I found this little route down by a canal and, you, you know, to be able to explore the area that you perhaps wouldn't see if you weren't running, I think has been, yeah, has been really important. So it's it's all those bits around the running. But I also think, and I think this is really key, I never felt comfortable feeling uncomfortable, if that makes sense. So I think that, you know, I didn't come from a sporting family at all. You know, it was like if there was a bit of rain outside, you know, everybody stayed indoors. Nobody would really exert themselves in that way because it's it's uncomfortable, isn't it? It's not, you know, it doesn't feel nice to go outside in the rain if you're not used to it. And the same with kind of pushing yourself as well. So actually you know, if you would have stopped normally, stopped your run because it just got, you know, you were starting to feel really uncomfortable and out of breath and all of those things. Actually, what I've come to accept and, and grown used to is that's not such a scary thought anymore. And that actually, if you can be really aware, self-aware and just live with that feeling of being uncomfortable, then you can progress a lot more and and similarly when I do run on my own I always used to have my headphones on and either had you know upbeat lots of kind of music with a you know a really strong beat to get me round or it'd be a podcast or something and now I don't do that because in my mind that's taking me out of the experience that's kind of making my mind think about something else and not actually be present with the running so now I very rarely go out with headphones on I just go out and I absorb everything that's going on around me and you know if I have a stitch or it's feeling a bit uncomfortable or you know I'm getting to 9k and I'm, I'm you know feeling that it's really really tough then I think it's about not being scared of that feeling of just kind of learning to live with that feeling um and I think that's that's really helped as well that is that is so interesting because I because I guess because of what I do in my day job I do see a lot of people from the other side of it where they've come to me injured having kind of overdone it and they're so used to existing in a space where they're experiencing discomfort and then ignoring it and then maybe ignoring some of the signs their body is telling them. So I'm always going on and on about that. And I say to people, you know, listen to your bodies. And to be honest, I think it's easy to fall into that kind of feeling of like, listen to your bodies as in be careful and do less. But actually, mm -hmm. it's really important on the flip side to, in your case, like listen to your body. And you know what, you might be able to just do a little bit more like mm -hmm. go a little bit mm -hmm. further um, yes I think it's yeah, that right. knowing your body well enough to know when you can push yourself and when actually sometimes you go out and you just might might want a really slow run and that's fine as well it's I think 
maybe a lot of the people that you work with um are maybe you know work hard play hard you know have these stressful jobs um want to be the best in their profession um and and you know I can really relate to that and I think that actually by saying well actually my exercise I'm I'm not going to put it in that box of having to be the best all the time it's something completely separate I don't have to go and run you know 10 marathons a year or something I can just do it for fun um and maybe thinking about it differently to to the rest of your life particularly if you're in those competitive environments where you're kind of striving to be the best all the time um do you have to apply that to your exercise well maybe not I know that my um so I'm part of a running group um not um not in a typical way that you would think of a running group, but we actually pay a running leader um, who's got lots and lots of qualifications um, and she runs all of the groups. So we literally, we turn up and um, she takes, she's planned all of the routes for us. She maybe has planned slightly different routes for people that run slower and a different route for people who are, who are faster. And, you know, for me that, that takes out, that, that kind of the thinking equation uh, during my week of, you know, where am I going to go and who am I going to run with? But I know that in the first kind of year or so that I ran with her, she was emailing me saying, you know, what are your goals for this year? Um, and we had quite a long chat about thinking, well, actually, my goal is just coming out and getting out and doing the run. And I think the hardest part of that is when I drive, I drive to the run on a Tuesday night because I always find the evenings really hard to do a run, which is why the group's so great. So I drive out of where I live and there's always a chip van that is <laughs> pulling into our road at the same time, which I'm just like, oh my goodness, can that get any worse? Um, but actually getting to the car park, the, the hardest part of the run is opening the car door and getting out of the car. That's the hard bit everything else just flows from there the hard bit is that first step you take I think once you're through that and you know then you're going to meet a group of people and they're going to pull you through it um then everything else from there seems easier and the drive back you know I always feel so much more positive um my you know I'm sure that my stress levels have, have dropped after the day as well that um yeah that is really interesting and just what you were saying kind of naturally about you know sometimes you're going to do maybe a walk or a slower run sometimes you'll do faster run but just the fact that you're going and then what you said to your coach and saying you know it's so important you know you're just embedding that habit aren't you and it's just like and and that really is essential because you know the truth is you're going to ebb and flow in terms of what you can do but yeah if you can hang on to that kind of routine then that's yeah that's absolutely the best the best place to be in um I was going to ask you you mentioned about little tweaks that you were doing like in the rest of your life so mm-hmm. I quite often meet people who just they pick up one healthy thing and then others seem to kind of Mm. flow from that and Mm. I was just wondering if Mm. that is something that has happened to you and whether it was exercise that started it or whether it was something else 
Yeah, that's definitely happened to me. It's definitely been a real snowball effect. And I think I gave up drinking about five or six years ago, I think now. And I was running before that, but so often I would have to not do a run because I was just too hungover to go on to, to actually go ahead and do the run. So the giving up drinking really, really spurred me on because it meant that I was kind of bright eyed on a Sunday morning and, and you know, ready to do to do my long run. Um, so I think that was that was huge for me because I did. I didn't drink a lot in the week, but I did drink an awful lot at, at weekends um, and it was just getting unmanageable. So that really, really helped me. Um, it helped with weight loss, but it helped with my lifestyle as well. And I've I've just benefited enormously from, from giving up the drinking. I think understanding more about my sleep really helped as well, because I think when I was really tired, I, you know, it's you just don't feel like exercising when you're when you're so tired and you do you want to consume more calories. You definitely want to eat more when when you're lacking in sleep as well. So, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm the kind of person that needs a good solid nine hours. So that really, really impacted. I became vegetarian a couple of years ago as well because I just didn't feel like eating meat was the right thing for me and my body at that time and then one of the more recent benefits actually I'm obviously getting my cardio because I'm running with the group one evening a week and one morning a week and then I do a longer run normally a 10k on a Sunday but I was aware that I wasn't really doing a lot of strength training and I needed something to kind of complement my um my cardio and particularly in light of kind of being perimenopausal and my age and knowing that I needed to add some strength training into that. So I started using the, an app like a yoga app and could really, really feel the benefits to that in terms of my mood and my stress levels on the mornings that I was doing the yoga, as opposed to the mornings where I wasn't doing the yoga um, and then had a period where I stopped for a bit um, just because of the the motivation needed to get up that 15 minutes earlier, I think was really, really tricky. And then I put it back into my life. And I would say it's a very ingrained habit for me now. So apart from on the days where I get up and I'm running, I get up on the, throughout the school week and I do yoga and I, I will pick something on the app that's 10, 15, sometimes 20 minutes. And that's um, that's made a, an enormous difference to me. And in terms of toning my body and, and, you know, core strength has made a massive difference to me. It's, I think it's quite ironic, really, because I think, you know, if I think about my fitness journey at the beginning, like I said, it was all about body image. And now I can see the benefits of doing, you know, the, the yoga and the running are enormous. But, you know, I'm not so concerned about the body image. Now it's not the most important thing to me, even though it's, you know, it's a side effect. I'm, I'm more concerned about, you know, the fact that my well-being is, is so much better than it was before and I just feel so much healthier and I'm you know putting good stuff into my body um and you know I'm keeping up my fitness levels and again it's just that byproduct is that you know weight loss and 
and you know just feeling really really strong as well you are ticking all the boxes in terms of kind of exercise and often you know what I would try and advise I am a massive fan of yoga because as well of course you know the mindfulness meditation and I can't Mm. help but think maybe that has informed your practice of running as well um, Mm -hmm. and kind of yeah that feeling of sort of acceptance Uh, that is that is so interesting I don't know if anyone's kind of tried meditation but when I had I found it really really hard and just couldn't go from kind of normal life into meditation I just couldn't get there at all and I think the yoga bridges that gap for me so it gets me into that premeditative state where I'm starting to think about my breath so that at the end of the practice when they do the their shavasana um or where you're kind of lying there with palms faced up flat on your back um then I can get you know I can do a few minutes of meditation at the end of that yoga state but if I hadn't done the yoga I don't think I'm the kind of person that would have got into the meditation bit without it. Yeah, I totally get that. The kind of, yeah, just using your physical self as, as you said, as a bridge. We have had so much helpful information from you, Claire. It's like just packed full (laughs) of amazing tips. But I mean, if you had to say to our listeners today, if there was one piece of advice that you wanted to give people who are maybe kind of on the fence, maybe Mm -hmm. they've kind of tried exercise and and haven't been able to kind of stick at it, Mm -hmm. or they're thinking about, you know, which kind of exercise to start with, Mm -hmm. what, what would you, what would you say to them? I would say not to worry too much about motivation. I think, yes, you can have your, kind of long-term motivation that perhaps you know you want to be able to run around kick football with your child and not get out of breath or you know some kind of long-term goal that keeps you motivated but actually on a day-to-day basis that motivation is going to come and go and most of the time it's not really there so I think my tip would be obligation not motivation so I if I don't go to my running group I have to text our running leader and and actually it's easier for me to just turn up than it is to have that whole discussion on a message with her about why I'm not coming and she's expecting me to be there unless I I message her or I speak to her um and I think because I've built it in, you know, I know Tuesday nights are, are when I do my run. I know it's Friday mornings. I know it's Sunday. And the yoga now in the same way, I just roll out of bed. I don't feel like it. I have no motivation at 6.15 a.m. in the morning. But I know that before I have a shower, I go up and I just do. And sometimes I, you know, I just don't feel like it. And I just lie on the yoga mat and I might do a few stretches. but normally I can surprise myself and I I think I'm just going to lie on the yoga mat but I end up doing a little bit more than I intended but the important thing is I got up the stairs and I was on the yoga mat and and I built that into my day so I think having that obligation 
to yourself but also to others I think is is a really helpful thing you know if you promise someone you're meeting them at 9am for a run then you know don't let them down just be there I think that would be the biggest tip that I have thank you yeah don't let them down don't let yourself down Claire Neves, thank you so much for coming on how I got back to exercise. I really appreciate it and how much you shared with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We did it. <laughs> Is that okay? Yeah, oh, that was so that was so okay was that okay Fine, yeah. you were really good I could just talk all day about it with you obviously we could just talk for like 10 hours I haven't even asked you because I was going to ask you about Ranjan Chatterjee but then I just thought we might just talk about him <laughs> <laughs>